we have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, dojo family. I am coming to you from the jungles of Costa Rica. Yet again, I seem to spend about a month a year here every year. It's such a, a safe haven for my soul and a place that I really am finding. I come to heal and to meet myself in new ways and entrain into the rhythms of the jungle. And it's such a, a, a place of restoration for me and, and often a place of some serious upgrading that I feel excited to share with all of you today. Um, I haven't come with a solo podcast in a minute, so excited to connect with you all in this way and just share from the depth of my heart in terms of what I've been experiencing uh, amongst my journey this last couple months specifically. And today what I want to focus on is really the journey of being single and what that really means and what I'm learning about the value of embracing being single for me for the first time in about six years, um, truly. And so I'm going to speak a little bit more deeply about what that means to me. And when I say the first time in six years, um, what I mean is I was in a four-year relationship and then that relationship ended again with a man I thought it would be for the rest of it with. And there was only three months between that relationship ending and my next partnership coming in again with a man who I thought was going to go the distance. And so that kind of covered five years right there with three months in between. And then it's been about nine months since my last relationship ended. And I would say a good six to seven of those nine months, I have been a really large part of my capacity has been taken up by the processing and the pain of heartbreak. And that actually, if you don't, if you're not in partnership, but you're going through heartbreak, I would actually not even consider you completely single, available, like in the way of being available until you've actually authentically and with integrity moved through the acute part of the heartbreak portal because the process of moving through healing through and reaping the learnings from heartbreak which is also your heart breaking open to more love that is its own partnership for a time from my perspective you are in relationship with your healing process you're in relationship with the shedding of what has been with the process of releasing with letting go of the resistance with the stages of grief that really occupies a lot of space in your field. So while I was technically, you know, single, I wouldn't say I've actually been available until just the last couple of months. So all that being said, for the first time in about 6 years including the heartbreak portals and the times in between my last two relationships when I wasn't available because of the heartbreak piece that was being processed, 
this really feels like the first time I feel landed, anchored, and in the the experience of meeting myself, sovereign, not in partnership in this moment, and actually available and receptive for whatever wants to come in next. So that's the theme that I want to explore today and share what I'm learning and what, what that really means to me. But First, before we go all the way into it, I'd love to invite all of you to really land here with me. Take a deep down belly breath, inhaling all the way down, feeling your seat on the earth, arriving fully into this moment, opening to receive whatever's for you here, and exhale. What a tender, vulnerable, powerful place it is to meet yourself for the very first time on the other side of many years of deep partnership, on the other side of many years being partnered, many years in in an energetic of interdependence and sometimes codependence and the the navigation of when we compromise in a healthy way with our partners but also sometimes you know overly compromise we comp you know overly give abandon ourselves in order to harmonize in partnership which again in many frames is very healthy And there's also ways in relationship that we easily lose ourselves because we want to meet our partner. We want to let go of our own preferences to create harmony in relationship. And all of that is so beautiful. And it's a different can of worms when you arrive into a reality and you're like, whoa, there is nobody else here on the scene for me to yield to or harmonize with. I'm just in full 100% harmonization with the truth of my soul. And the access point to the truth of my soul feels more available now than it has ever been. And that's going to be true for you wherever you're sitting. You are at the leading edge of your life. And one of the most potent evolutionary mechanisms is the container of relationship. And so recognize that if you have gone through multi-year deep devoted partnerships and have gone through heartbreak, and now this conversation is not about the process of heartbreak. Y'all can listen to many of the prior episodes. There are several um, episodes that you can go back to where I really go deep into the process of healing heartbreak and what that has looked like for me including conversations with my ex-partner Oren and you know what it looks like to come on the arrive on the other side into the truth of love that has transformed form changed form but still lives so there's many themes that you can explore in terms of breakups and breakthrough and heartbreak if you go back in prior episodes now what i want to focus on again today is if you gone, you've been in multi-year partnerships and you've actually moved through the heartbreak portal to a large degree. Now this is not fixed. This is very subjective. And also grief comes in waves. It could be years after a big heartbreak and then a, a layer that you haven't touched where there was still some sort of cord connected or a trigger comes up and there's just another wave of it. And that needs to be okay. So there's no definitive entry point to what it is that I'm sharing. I'm just asking for you to kind of tune into the broad stroke of like, okay, yeah, like physically it feels like I'm in this territory or I know someone in this territory or I'm I'm aiming for this territory and knowing that it exists. And this is where I'm arriving right now is after about nine months, you know, nine months after a, a year-long relationship. It took about that amount of time, maybe seven. It's been the last couple months that I feel like it's been like the soft opening of actually becoming available. And then now, you know, feeling like, oh, the grand opening where 
there's there's a, a true availability where the majority of my attention is not so tied up in the process of healing, but rather it's actually the the journey of resting in solidity, in peace, in the relationship with stillness, in in the what I'm what I call the healthy void space, because a pattern can be for many of us to jump right into something new. Like as soon as you become available. There, there can be this, because uh, the way knows the way. So as your energetic availability opens up, life will start to bring in pings and sparkles of new attractions and new connections. And I, I do notice, and I notice this kind of um, potential in myself that I didn't fully follow through with, but the this almost instinct to, as soon as these new sparks come in that feel kind of close to possibly a new partnership potential, the, the tendency can be to like jump right into another dynamic. And what I'm noticing is it feels really important in this phase to cultivate intentionally a relationship with myself, a relationship with the space, a relationship with the stillness, noticing if there's any layer of lack, like a lack of feeling of excitement, a lack of, um, the being satiated by the desire or the advances or the connection from men that kind of feeds a sense of self-worth or value, like really not entangling in something just because it kind of gets you off, but like either literally or metaphorically, meaning gets your ego off, gets your self-worth off, like this process of, um, you know, entertaining a masculine attention, what is it really doing for me right now relative to the truth of my intention and my desire at this phase in my life? And that has been a real question and a real inquiry that I've been journeying through specifically over this past couple of months since I felt truly available again. This is the journey and what it's been like for me. So Around New Year's 2023, it's when I started to notice my field actually opening. It's almost like you stop looking into the door that's that's now locked and closed for good reason, and you turn around and see all of these open doors in the other direction, and your attention actually turns to what is available, what is present, the new connections, the new attraction, the new attention, the new pathways that are a reflection of the alignment that is truer for you. Because if a relationship ended and it has stayed ended and you're nearing, you know, the next season of your life, there is a reason for that. There is a reason that that door didn't open again. There is a reason that there was a, a, an issue of compatibility, an issue of alignment that now the closing of that door, even though it absolutely most likely hurt a lot and it's taken time to move through that process, there is a reason for it. And in that closing of one door, this is cliche, but the deepest truth that you can embody and experience is that the others that open are a reflection of an alignment that's even higher for you if you're willing to walk toward them, to look in their direction, to use your willpower, to focus your attention on what is present in your life. And the way this has looked for me is on New Year's Day, I found myself in um, a deep ceremony experience with um, elder teachers that I adore and respect and hold in the absolute highest regard that I've ever experienced in, in my entire life. And I found myself there in this, in this experience, in this ceremony, and I was sitting right next to them, these teachers that have come into my life and feeling so grateful for the honor and the opportunity to share space with, to learn from, to expand my capacity with eldership of this um, level of respect and regard that I hold in my heart. And I look around and I find myself surrounded by community that are also in this lineage, in this resonance. And I feel so grateful to be starting my year in this way with this type of backboning. And in this process, I, I did experience this sort of latent wave of, of sadness connected to my ex-partner. 
And what occurred was this experience of simultaneously feeling that latent wave of sadness because the connection, love and care and attraction was so true there. Um, That was true. And it was simultaneously happening with this opening of my eyes to the truth of my moment and how deeply aligned I felt with the moment I was in. There's nowhere else on the planet that I would rather be. The place that I found myself in is in this field of wisdom and support and backboning that is deepening and expanding the field of my own service for the entire dojo ecosystem. This podcast, this the words that are coming out of my mouth right now are a function of the environments that I have found myself in over the last nine months since this breakup. The deeper empowerment, the strength, the levels of attunement, the um, new levels of wisdom and support and affirmation and green lighting on my own dharmic path have happened in direct relationship to the way that I clicked into a higher level of alignment that perhaps I was in resistance to when I was in that past relationship, because the truth is that was not also his alignment. So we were both compromising the truth of our own dharmic path, the truth of our own current, just a little, just enough to stay together. And when the breakup happened, it broke up actually wherever we were compromising any part of our, the truth of the current of our own, each individual path. And so through this breakup, I got clicked into as much as it hurt. I clicked into a higher alignment with the truth of my soul's path, the current of this river. So I've, this river took me to this moment on New Year's Day, and I had this simultaneous experience of, of sadness, of grief, and also this awareness of my alignment. And when I had the awareness of my alignment, I realized that I could not imagine my ex-partner in that room. That was not the truth of his alignment. And when I felt where he was locationally in that moment, I couldn't feel that being my truth. I couldn't imagine myself being there. And so it really up-leveled my sense of deep acceptance of exactly what happened, how it happened, and that it needed to happen to serve the highest in each one of our lives that, that is also serving the way that we serve. It's rip, The ripple of impact is, is extending out. And so it was this wild feeling of having this like heartbreak, this sadness, this grief, and also this total, absolute, non-resistant acceptance And beyond acceptance, embrace and gratitude for the fact that the breakup happened because it broke up that which was untrue to make me available for the truth of what is present in my life. And when I looked at what is present in my life, I'm like in awe. And I just broke into these tears, (laughs) moved from tears of sadness and grief to tears of what I can only describe as universal love. Tears of universal love that are born through the gateway of acceptance. Feel what universal love really means. Universal love is to accept and embrace it all for the divine perfection of exactly how it is and exactly the way it needed to happen to serve the higher perfection and integrity of the moment that you find yourself in. And that is a function of a depth of trust in life the relationship with the force of life itself that thank God, I feel like I've earned through heartbreak after heartbreak, literally over the last several years, my, while I've lost, I wouldn't even say lost while relationship with the human men that have been incredible, extraordinary teachers and our family for me, truly Those relationships in the form that they were in have ended and creating this heartbreak and revelation of where I was codependent and entangled and and believing that my sense of safety and security and and, um, trust was tied up in their presence in my life. The shattering of that 
has made me available to an even higher relationship. And that is a relationship with the divine. That is a relationship with life. That is relationship with Mama Gaia, with the way that the force of life on this planet, the way synchronicity moves it all in, in the way that supports the, the perpetuation of Dharma and, and the perpetuation of life and, and the alignment with truth. The force of life supports alignment with truth. Nature wastes no energy. And so when these catalysts and blockages and triggers come that are that are seeming to be incongruent or they feel like roadblocks, it's life utilizing energy to show you a new direction. And then when you kind of die into that and release what is no longer serving and you resurrect into this alignment, life will effortlessly and easily present the next step in the form of new relationships, angels, teachers, mentors, living situations, financial situations, dharmic opportunities that just continue to call you forward. And that is the relationship that all of us are going for. It is the highest relationship that becomes the umbrella for all other relationships. And I am so grateful in this universal love I was feeling on New Year's Day coming through the doorway of total acceptance is the definition of my gratitude or the expression of my gratitude for the trust that has been built with my highest lover, which is the force of life itself. And I'm so grateful because it's all connected. My ability to accept and embrace everything as it is, which does not mean that there's not some sadness or grief for what has changed in the past that I really loved doesn't mean that that's not there. It just means that sadness or grief can sit right next to bliss and joy and celebration and trust and acceptance of what is actually happening. That is a reflection of the truest alignment that didn't have room to exist when any part of you is compromising the truth of who you are in order to sustain relationship on a human level that is actually has served its purpose and its fullness and is now expiring, at least in that form. So here I am in this like turning of the corner moment that I was describing, feeling like emotionally and energetically available for the first time, which again, doesn't mean that there's not still sadness or grief that can come up when you think of past lovers and relationships that really meant a lot to you and got you to where you are now. We grow so much in these unions. So I'm in this process of just like, wow, you tears of joy, universal acceptance, universal love of everything as it is, the grief and the pain and the love and the bliss and the joy and the the wisdom present in my life and the stepping stones that are in front of me. And it's just this beautiful experience. And right around that time, I started experiencing new attraction with new men coming into my field. And these men are, I'm grateful to be attracting extraordinary masculine energy that are reference points and representing certain characteristics, certain aspects, certain ways of being, certain levels of like relationship with commitment, um, you know, relationship with the spiritual path, relationship with devotion and love, just these beautiful reference points that are really important for me to receive. And in this journey of feeling like, wow, I'm single and available now for the first time, when that first kind of blast of attraction came in, there was a part of me that kind of wanted to like contort and just jump right into it and got really excited. And in that, I'm like, wow, I need to actually, this doesn't actually feel like it's primed or ready right now. It doesn't feel like the full, fully cooked yes yet. So I'm not going to jump in like I have in the past to something new so fast. Until I really feel anchored in the truth of this new phase, which feels like a new phase. It's a new phase where, again, it's 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 not processing the acute heartbreak as a huge part of the day-to-day. It's like a, what I'm experiencing it as is like a spacious, peaceful, sometimes lonely 
experience of the void space can have a negative connotation. But in this case, what I mean is that the void, the womb, the cave is a space of pure possibility where anything and everything is possible. And so the void, the womb, the cave is a space to flex your muscle of like your true creative potential. And saying yes right away to something that is close almost, but not a full yes yet is a disservice to the practice of flexing the truth of your creative potential from my perspective. I'm actually finding that flexing my nose and experiencing through contrast sparks of connection, sparks of intimacy, sparks of desire with men that are incredible and representing categorically different expressions of what I would desire and what I do desire and what I fully fucking desire are all of these qualities embodied in one man where my entire energy body just feels like, yes, there is nothing else present except for a yes. And that does not, a yes in the way that I'm describing does not signify an expectation of perfection. I want to be really clear about that. I I think there can be a shadow that can happen as, you know, a woman, because I am a woman, so I can speak from that perspective. It may happen for men too, but as a woman, you know, kind of reclaiming this sense of sovereignty and also getting to know myself, like the massive growth spurt that happened in these, this past many, many years of deeply devoted partnership. Uh, who I am now and who I was six years ago is a massively different can of worms. I've never taken this vehicle out for a ride. You feel me? And so feel that for yourself. Like if you've been in deep relationship and it's been six months or a year since your last partnership and you feel like pretty thoroughly processed through the heartbreak, maybe there's still some sparkles of pain, but you're, you're, you're overall, you're feel, feeling spacious. There's an about face from the past into the present and looking toward the future now. And there's an openness, you know, you are getting to know yourself right there for the very first time. And so it's really important here in this phase to feel who you are actually when there's not a lot going on, when you're not filling the space with new masculine attention so, 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 so much, like actually being okay with the no, because you're not in resistance to the space. And I know for myself as like a highly feminine heart centered being, I have had a lot of resistance to just space and time in the middle where there's not so much action and excitement and like, and there is actually a lot of action and excitement and motion in my life, but relationally, I'm actually experiencing a really sweet moment to get into relationship under the umbrella of my relationship with life with self first and get really comfortable with relationship with self first, which means I get to look at where do I get a little squirmy when I'm bored? Where do I get a little anxious when I'm not waking up to text messages from, you know, men or friends that are interested in me and wanting to give me attention and affirming from the outside in that I'm worthy of time, attention, and value, you know, where do I get, um, I noticed because I I'm grateful. I do have a lot of relationship and people in my life. So I often do have a lot of messages on my phone. And I notice that it, through the contrast, it takes up this space when I'm like responding and I'm occupying myself with interaction. And then when I actually have done all of it and I've taken care of it and there's like an ebb and I'm not getting messages or I'm not on the phone or I'm not working with clients or I'm not doing the next thing, the next trip, the next service, the next dinner, the next whatever, feeling myself right there is actually the space where the most significant growth is happening for me. 
because it's it has been my resistance in the past to the space right there when it's just me and me alone, single and available, not single and processing heartbreak, not single and judging that I'm single, not, not um, you know, single and, and reaching for something new. These are all different. This is not what I'm talking about on this episode. This is single. And I'm so fucking proud of myself for the growth that has occurred over the last six years, single. And I have thoroughly given myself to the process of healing heartbreak and reaping the growth and the learnings from that space single and, oh, I'm noticing the ways that I would want to jump into something new right away. And the truth is the new that I want to step into next is a significant, deep, connected, highly, fully aligned partnership that is mutually enhancing. And it's not interest. It's actually not the truth for me at this juncture to fill the space with anything that isn't that. Now, that being said, the process there is noticing where the expansion wants to be and getting into relationship with myself in what I'm calling the space here. And then from that point, there is this value that I'm finding now after a couple months since New Year's now, a few, we're entering into, you know, March now. And I'm getting curious about dating and what that means. Like what is, what is dating? Like as someone who's been mostly occupied with deep partnership, you know, monogamous, deep devotional relationship for nearly six years with the gaps in between being uh, heartbreak healing moments, I have not actually felt what it is or defined for myself, what it is to be single available knowing what it is that I bring to the table in relationship and dating. Like, what does that look like for me relative to what I just described in terms of what it is that I desire? And so having been here in Costa Rica, you know, I've, I've had some experiences with new attractions coming into the field. And I, again, have noticed, I feel like dating for me right now has been a journey of, of, recognizing what is my no, what is close, but no cigar. Where's the line between like kind of meeting something and it's attractive and exciting. And then going beyond the line of what is actually valuable serving and true for me. So the discernment game is actually deeply connected to dating for me. And I had an experience actually last night, the night before I'm recording this podcast, which is perfect, where I went to um, an Envision decompression party experience. And I felt very magnetic, available, open. And a huge part of what I also want to say is the experience of being like single, available, open, and feeling magnetic is actually looking at along the journey. And I, and I do feel like this relationship with space has contributed to this for me, looking at along the journey where you have opportunities, if you're in this space to receive your own value first, before you need that value and desirability to be reflected from somebody outside of you. So a question I have for you, if you're resonating with this episode, and if you're in this type of space or heading toward this kind of space is how deeply have you received your own value? How deeply have you received the magic, the medicine, the honor, the potency, the abundance the love, the richness, the unique flavor of genius that you bring into life itself. So first, in order to receive that actually and embody it, you've got to see how you bring value and genius and love into your own life. You've got to show yourself, demonstrate for yourself, be your own reference point of how worthy and valuable your presence, time, and attention, and love really is. 
And so part of my discernment and my journey of no is I have received and I continue to receive my value, my worth. And now this can be said, I'm being mindful and careful right now because I'm really thinking inside of myself. I'm like, is this coming from ego? Is there any ego in this? And it's, I, I, I hope there's not. And I, my prayer is that you can feel the place that I'm speaking from as a place of having died many deaths where I have questioned my, my worth or gone into comparison or wondered if I was good enough after going through big heartbreaks or wondered if I messed it up or taking over responsibility for why things haven't worked out. And it's been through that contrast that I've gone through a journey of reclamation, reclaiming my own knowing, reclaiming the innocence of my heart, reclaiming my dignity, reclaiming my value, reclaiming my my worth through actually seeing, witnessing the integrity with which I walk, seeing and witnessing the potency of the love that I bring into my own life. And then seeing that reflected in the lives of all my past partners and all my clients and all my friends and like really receiving myself through first through my own reflection and then receiving through the reflection of others. And this feels like a really important passage before dating Uh, for me personally, you know, this, this episode is not meant to be prescriptive, but it is descriptive of my personal experience. And this passage that I am still in the process of continuing to integrate and embody through the way that I walk on the day to day, every time I walk in a way that I am proud of every time that I choose in a way that comes from the deepest integrity of my soul. I am further affirming to myself that I am valuable, that I trust myself, that I, that my energy is, is an offering and is not something to be taken for granted is not something to be, um, you know, like taken lightly or overgiven, or that I have to effort or push to try to prove that what I'm bringing matters. It's, I feel more rested in myself and what it is that I bring than I ever have before. And that will continue to be a process that will continue to deepen. And that space that I spoke to earlier of like, when you're single for the first time and you're kind of, you're available, it's, and you're like about to be dating or you already are dating. Just notice if the action of dating is coming from any resistance at all to being in a space of non-action of void cave womb board, what we could call boredom or stillness, like really getting into relationship with that space where the, the new energy is not needing to come from the outside, but it's actually being self-sourced and generated from within between you and life feels really important to me. And so I've been through that in that passage over the last really lifetime, but continuing to deepen in it with more awareness, specifically over the last nine months and then through the heartbreak portal. Now the last three months of really feeling super available, more available. I'm like, oh, wow, that's where not jumping so fast right into like filling all the space with so much dating has been really important. Okay. So back to my story last night, back to the juice, the juicy details for you. So within that context of feeling really anchored in who it is that I am, what it is that I bring, not feeling like I'm coming from a place of lack, feeling super integrous about the way that I walked through, you know, Envision Fest for me personally, I had just come out of a week of really deep journey work with my teachers and um, chose, you know, to be totally sober and to have early bedtimes and to spend time connecting with friends. But I was just really self-honoring the whole week and willing to be in the space truly and enjoying it, enjoying my time with me. So last night I, I, decided to go to this decompression event with some friends. And, um, I went on like a mini man dojo is what happened. <laughs> there was a mini man dojo and the, the man dojo came through this experience of being given opportunities to flex my discernment. So learning how to be single and dating is the new phase from this discernment. So I in the early part of the night, there was a man that approached me and he was very direct and he had clearly been, you know, partying. And, um, he asked if I wanted to dance. I told him, I'm, let me feel into that. (laughs) 
let me think about that. And so I danced with a girlfriend for a little bit and, and then he was still nearby and I decided to, you know, turn around and kind of open my energy to dancing with him. And then he asked if I would like to go sit and have a conversation. And so I said, okay, I'm available for that. And I could feel that he had been, um, taking substances that night. And I hadn't been, and I don't have judgment against that at all. And in the moment for me, my discernment was, well, we're on, I do feel like we're on different wavelengths at the moment. And I also have some context right now around the, the why behind why I would be dating or interacting with masculine energy in general. So I could already kind of feel my instinctual alarms were going off already. So we sat down and I felt him, you know, the expression that he was bringing through was coming from a place that I was not highly resonating with. And so, um, I could also feel it was some driven in some ways by substance. And so as he was speaking, he was asking me some questions and I just stopped entirely. And I was honest. And I said, Hey, like, I really feel your desire to connect. And the truth is I'm having a really hard time feeling you and knowing what it is that you're saying, knowing what, what I can trust within what you're saying right now, because I can see, cause he took something right in front of me. I can see that you're right now in an altered state and I'm not, and I'm actually having a really hard time connecting with you in a way that I can feel your heart right now. So I'm going to transition out of the space. And I did. (laughs) And so that was like a really powerful, clear expression that had heart on my end, but was also honest. So that was a no. And what I realized after that was that no opened me up to a higher yes. So I'm back on the dance floor. I'm dancing with some friends. And then another man comes up and we start dancing together. And it was really playful and fun. And the energy he was bringing was so different. And I could tell he wasn't with any substances at all. And we had a really playful connection. And this one was very, very physically attractive. Like he was my type. He was very handsome and, you know, just on a physical level, very attractive and would have been fun to engage with physically, which is something that I, you know, would be like, I haven't gone there because I haven't felt ready to a large degree in a deep way since my past relationship. So now I'm in this place where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling available and this is a handsome man right here. And so he was you know, dancing with me and opened up the energetic space, which you can feel for the potential of a kiss. And I could just feel that. And in this moment, I could feel that, but we also were conversing, having a lot of conversation and in our sharing, I could feel, and also in the way he was dancing with me and, and being with me, I could feel that there was like an, what I'm calling an uninitiated masculine energetic there where I didn't feel like my kind of alpha feminine system would actually surrender to his leadership. He, he, he's younger. He's about five years younger than me. And I could feel that there was sort of like an uninitiated, um, still growing into his King energy. And I really need or desire right now, a man who can hold me down in a way that I trust so deeply that I can surrender to and follow his lead. That's very attractive to me right now. So I'm clear about that. So again, I got to flex my discernment and I shared very lovingly with this beautiful man who's also very sweet and has a big heart um, that, you know, I so appreciate our connection and hope we stay in touch in the future, but I'm going to go, you know, dance with my friends and just kind of broke the connection with a lot of love. And so again, it was a no, it was like, wow, like, you know, I'm not actually interested in just physical level connection right now. And what I really desire is like alpha, masculine, full throttle, not afraid of commitment, like initiated energy is the only way that I can describe it. And often what I'm describing as initiated energy There's actually something really attractive to me about a a man who has been fucking through it 
and has gone through what it means to love and lose and what it is to live and die and resurrect and has done the work to journey through those initiatory cycles and has resurrected himself on the other side and is anchored and grounded in that space. So I, you know, then I'm just dancing with my friends and it's coming towards the end of the night. And I was just thinking, wow, what a beautiful, interesting experience tonight. And there was one man in in the field. And again, this is Zahara's adventures in in what I'm calling dating experience, dating field. There was one man in the, in the entire space that I was, I could see him. I noticed him many times throughout the night, very, very attractive man. I could tell is a little older than me, like alpha masculine, energetic, initiated energetic that I'm describing. And I, I I had, I felt attracted to this guy and the whole night we were always in like different parts of the space. And then until the very end of the night, I like I'm dancing and I look to my left and he's like right there and very clear about his interest in connecting with me. And so we begin connecting and, and, you know, dancing, but mostly talking and he's sharing with me about his life and what he's created for himself. And now this is not, this is not what I'm calling in necessarily, but this man shared with me that, you know, he has several children and he, you know, is divorced and he, um, he's actually there with his ex partner who they have a beautiful relationship together. And they've been experiencing this whole week, you know, with their group of friends, with their group of friends together, and they've found ways to heal and make it work and are actually so excited about each other, finding new relationships and new partners. And there was such a maturity in what this man was sharing and how he was sharing it and the work that he has clearly done and the lack of fear that he is demonstrating around commitment, having been married having committed to a, a woman for over for nearly a decade that he's had several children with that it didn't work out which is an initiation in itself to go through breakup and heartbreak and then all journey through whatever the incompatibility was that made that happen and then find each other and how to heal that so that you can also raise children together and have harmony and arrive into a place where there's a friendship and that you're still family and that those two are still in full support of one another finding love again. And I just was really impressed while again, it didn't feel like this is the person. And I, and I didn't even realize that it would be attractive to me actually to engage with a man who has been married or does have kids. I, again, I'm still learning what it is that I even want, what I'm a yes to, what I'm a no to. And I feel like if there was a match with someone that did already have kids and it was a true full fuck, yes, I would be open to that. And this is all a part of the discovery for me. And it was this really beautiful experience last night. Well, again, this was like a mini man dojo. It was a really, it was like a microcosm of the macro of life that Every time I said no to what was a clear no or what was almost, it actually made me available to something that was, oh, even better, even more in alignment, more attractive, more clear, more connected. But then it was like, oh, not quite. Let me say no to that. And then it opened up my field to the next, oh, more mature, more clear, more alpha, more devoted, more committed, right? Like more turn on, more, like more surrender, more more trust in his lead, all those things in a very micro condensed experience happened like climbing a ladder. But every next rung came from my willingness to say no. And my willingness to say no and have discernment came from my lack of resistance to being in the space by myself. So I'm really grateful 
for all the learnings that are happening in this season of being single and available for the first time in six years. And for any of you who are listening that may be in that phase for yourself right now, I hope that anything I shared in this episode might be supportive for you. And I'm continuing to learn and grow right along with you. And while again, it's all a part of the process of dating, it's every step along the way is a learning. Like last night taught me in many ways, oh, I don't like this. I don't desire that. Oh, I do desire this. Oh, I am a yes to this. I'm a no to this. Oh, being a no to this makes me available for a a larger yes to this. And then, you know, it doesn't feel like any of these individuals are my person, but they each taught me something about what I don't desire and what I do desire and and my own willingness to own that and to claim that and to take a step toward what is for me. And a huge part of that I'm finding is being very clear about what I'm available for in my field, because anything that I say yes to that's in my field takes up space in the field. Any extra time with any of the, the the men that came in that were a no totally blocked my field from the next one that's even greater potential from coming in. And so that's, again, a micro for the macro of the experience of dating and being available when it comes to life and love. And I'm really grateful for the peace that I found that so much of the mastery around all of this for me that I'm discovering at this phase comes from a total embrace of just being with yourself. Like it's paradoxical that dating and love and relationship for me right now is directly connected with how willing I am to not be dating and not be in relationship and not be in the the context of partnership or love. It's like the more willing I am to not be, the more available I am to be in a way that is healthy and authentic and integrous and true. So that's a little inside peek into what's going on in my world right now. And I feel so grateful for the depth of your presence and your listening. Thank you for always showing up. If anything that you're learning in these episodes is touching your heart, it would mean so much to me if you would be willing to leave a rating, a review, and subscribe. That really, really does help the show reach more lives all around the world. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring, and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart, leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.